Hello and welcome to The Big Picture. My name is Heather Jane Johnson. I am so excited that you'll be joining me through this podcast. Thank you for taking the time to listen to what I have to say. I would like to start by introducing myself. I am a mother of four, first and foremost, four very beautiful, amazing, incredible human beings that came to me in a very unconventional way. I did not get to have my life as I planned it. I have four children that, well, once you hear the stories, you're going to understand more what I'm talking about on that one. So carrying on, I also work in residential care. I am in charge of looking after support staff. So I take care of the dietary aspects and the housekeeping aspects of the two residential care homes in the area where I live, which happens to be a beautiful part of the country, surrounded by mountains, currently fires, it's fire season. Uh, It is in Canada, it is fantastic, it is beautiful. My passions are mountain biking and skiing when it comes to sport. I absolutely adore mother nature being outside. I spend a great deal of time there. I also have a side job as a wedding planner. So that in itself brings out some interesting tales. I'm very excited to share my stories with you. Uh, Sometimes in life when we are in a place that's become unmanageable or we're in times that are very difficult, we don't always see the bigger picture. And this podcast is basically about those kinds of times. And I want to inspire and give you some hope in regards to your own situations because we can get very lost at times. And it's good to remember that there's always a bigger picture. So that's a little bit about what this is going to be. And I will start off with my first episode. Welcome to The Bigger Picture with Heather Jane Johnson. So glad you decided to listen to me. Uh, I'm excited to talk to you tonight. It's 11.30 my time and my province is in a state of emergency. We have over 500 fires burning throughout the province. Some of them are a little close to home. The place that I live in has fires within a 10 kilometer radius and our fire chief has told us to be on alert to evacuate. So it is a time where you really put into consideration what is important to you. We have to think about being prepared and what is it that we're going to grab? What is our plan of action? So we've been having all sorts of conversations about it through uh, the community, through our jobs and in our families and we talk about the things that we are going to have that are going to be important. So I've put my vital documents in a place that I can just quickly grab them and go. I have extra pet food in a container because I know I have to grab my dog extra water in the car. All these things that you have to think about. And for me, the most anxiety is what if I was separate from my kids during an emergency like that? 
So I always try to stay in touch. But you know, you think, well, if everybody's going through this, are the cell phones going to work? Are things going to be okay? What do you do? And I had friends that have had to evacuate before. Unfortunately, that is one of the risks of living in a place so beautiful, surrounded by forest and with the most incredible backyard, is the fact that you are at risk of fire. So, you know, it is a little nerve-wracking when they're close by. And the air is quite smoky right now. Uh, It can be a little hard on the lungs. That's probably why my voice is even sounding a little bit raspier than usual. Um, But it's been a lot to think about and a lot to process. And it's not the first time in my life I've had to start over. There has been many times where I have been in a situation where I had to start from square one. Unfortunately, the reason that kept happening is because I kept choosing the difficult roads in my life. I never did anything the easy way. I always, I don't know why, but I always chose the difficult paths. It started when I was very young, uh, fresh out of high school, and I had a really good childhood growing up. I had, you know, loving parents. I had pretty much what you could want. I was also very sheltered and lived in a bubble-wrapped type of life where I didn't really know what went on in the real world. I was protected against many things, and I went to a private school with like-minded people, so we weren't exposed to a lot of what you see in the world. It's not to the extent of perhaps the Amish community, but some people would compare it. Um, you know, we didn't watch a lot of television. We spent a lot of time outdoors. We were not really influenced by things outside of the church. So we didn't know really what went on. When I was, uh, 18 years old in my graduating year of high school, I was, you know, enjoying my final year of school and just starting to date and things like that because I was a little bit of a late bloomer. Um, but event, I, you know, I was starting to experience life and things started to take a turn. Um, I remember coming home from school. I was actually skipping school and I walked in to the living room and I saw my dad and he was in tears and I had never seen that before. So I felt very uncomfortable. I didn't know what had happened. And that's when he said to me that my mom had decided to leave. And I had no idea. I hadn't seen any of this coming. I didn't know why. I didn't know what was happening. It didn't make any sense to me. I had always been in this very stable home. Me and my younger brother and my younger sister and my other younger brother. There was four of us. And I was in complete shock. I can't even remember exactly what I did from that point. But I think I was asked not to tell my siblings. And I remember thinking, how am I going to keep this? Like, how am I going to keep this secret? And I don't know if I cried or what happened. I just, I kind of blank out a little bit when I think back to it. Because it was such a shock for me. 
And I recall that I went and told my best friend, and I may have told my cousin, I can't really remember, and begged them not to tell anyone because it hadn't been out to the community. People didn't know we lived in a small town. I couldn't understand my own identity anymore. Here I had been raised in this very strict belief system that said, you know, divorce is not an option. And I'm about to have my grade 12 graduation and I find out that my parents are splitting up. The rest of it is a bit of a blur. I know things kind of became unorderly as my mother moved out to move in with her boyfriend at the time. Um, It was a doctor that she had worked for and she was his secretary. So she, I guess, developed a romance with him and decided to leave the family and pursue that. And I felt extremely hurt because I took it very personally. I didn't understand what was going on in the adult minds of my parents. I was a young child brought up in a very protected, sheltered family. So for me, that was just not something I could comprehend. I don't remember a lot of it. I do remember my graduation and I remember that my parents weren't really there. They didn't really participate. And I had always expected and dreamt of it to be the biggest day that my whole family would be there and they would support me in it. And it just didn't go that way. And I remember when we handed out roses to our parents to thank them for coming at our graduation uh, dinner that I had my roses and they called my parents and nobody came up. I guess they had left early. And I was just standing there and and I had these roses and I thought, I don't have... And so my best friend's dad came up and took them from me. Um, but I hadn't even known that they'd left. And I remembered just that feeling of just heart-wrenching, like what was happening. I just couldn't make sense of any of it. And then a little ways down the road, um, you know, I got really tight with my brother because he was going through it with me and we were both in high school at the time so you know we would spend a lot of time talking and I wasn't at the time getting along super well with my younger sister because we had shared a room wasn't that we weren't getting along but we just we weren't sharing a room properly I should say like I was messy and she was tidy and we just weren't living together very well because the age gap I think was the issue I mean I was in high school and graduating year and she was still in junior high so I ended up spending a lot of time crashing on the floor in my brother's room. And I talked with him a lot, got to know his friends pretty well. And, you know, there was a time where he went and he was really cool. He helped my mom move out and do what she needed to do. And he um, he had a group of friends. And I remember one day it was the rodeo season and I used to it was uh, shortly after about a year after I graduated high school and we were starting to kind of get used to the idea that we didn't have our parents together and I had moved out and gone to live in I believe it was Calgary I don't know I'm I think I joined the military just to get away because I was I was so stressed about life and yes that's what I did (laughs) I almost didn't remember that, but I was home for time and I was visiting at home 
and my brother uh, and I were hanging out a bit and I was supposed to meet up with him but it didn't end up happening because I chose to go out with my friends and the next day I was at a rodeo with my girlfriend and it started to rain and we both just got really sickening feelings in our stomach and we didn't really know why and so we thought you know I just feel like we need to go home and it was right when the bull riding was about to start so you wouldn't normally go home for something like that but we felt like we needed to go and when we got home we got the devastating news that there had been a car accident both of our brothers were in the car when it crashed and Unfortunately, I was told that my brother didn't survive. Uh, My girlfriend's brother was still alive, but they didn't know how he was going to be. He was in a coma. He had had a lacerated, I believe, a lung, a broken hip, swelling in his brain, a few things. I can't remember. It was just such a blur. I never felt so hopeless helpless to save a member that I was close with in my family because it was over I remember the police knocking on the back door telling it and I just fell to the ground cried and screamed and I didn't even know what to do I and and then after that it it, you know it becomes kind of a blur so that was the first time in my life when I really had to see that Life is not always rainbows and everything you think it can be. And I remember in that time thinking, how will I ever go on? How am I going to go on? I don't have what I had. I don't have a family. My family home was going to be sold. I mean, we'd already known that was happening. I, I was moved out. I couldn't make ends meet. I didn't know what I was doing. I was such a mess. And... I tried to turn, I had some really good friends I tried to lean on, but, you know, I just felt completely lost at that point in my life, and none of what had happened made any sense. This death that happened made no sense to me. It wasn't fair, it wasn't right, and how was I to go on? Now that I'm 43 years old and looking back at that time when I was 19, it was the start of what was to become of my life. And it was the first time I had experienced it where, well, that and the divorce of my parents was when I realized it wasn't the way I had planned it. I had always planned on going to high school, then finishing, going to college, then getting married and having children and having the perfect life. And that was the first time I was faced with the hard reality that that is not always the way it goes. From that point on, my life continued to have unexpected curveballs. Some of them I feel that I'm responsible for. Other ones maybe were bad timing, bad luck, But really, in the bigger picture of all of it, it all comes together to make sense. So I really want to thank you for taking the time to hear my first story of many in this journey on my podcast to tell you about the bigger picture and how I got to where I am and how I eventually started to find my way and 
identified who I was. And this event in my life was a very big part of defining who I became. So I'm going to stop right there because I want to share so much more with you. I have had so many encounters with people where I've been able to help them to see their bigger picture because I shared some of my experiences and many comments were made, well, you should put that in writing or you should do something with that. But I realized that really I'm a gabber. I'm a talker. I'm chatty, chatty. My husband refers to me as chatty Kathy. Can't keep my mouth shut. And even at work, I find I get wrapped up in people's lives and I start getting excited about their situations and offering advice. And I find that I talk way too much. It's my biggest weakness. I think I said that in my job interview when they asked me what my biggest weakness was. I cannot stop talking. So I'm going to wrap it up because I need to, but also because it's getting late and I need to crawl into bed. Um, I'm excited to chat with you again. Thank you for joining me on this episode. I wish you all wonderful um, days ahead and I look forward to talking to you next time and continuing on in sharing this journey with you. Thank you for listening.